welcome back to the Sports Burrito Podcast. With me, Dan, my two weird mates, Luke and Matt. Hello. I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I appreciate being called a weird mate. <laughs> you are, though. You are weird, weird and you are a mate. So, oh, grow up. Look at the size of you. You're the freak, if anyone is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're six foot six. That's not even normal. Fair point. Um, right, well, this week, boy, have we got an episode in store for you. Aside from our usual natter and catch up from the sports of, in in the week, we've got uh, a would you rather, a Hawaii that'll tickle your taste buds, and some more village stories. So sit back, enjoy, and sorry for any offence caused. Put your hand up if you gutted that. Uh... <laughs> that how we're starting it, is it? We're doing that. I was going to go we? for that. Put your hand up if you're gutted that the government uh, announcement today means that there will be no fans in stadiums for a while. Put your hands up. up, up. Um, but yeah, that's pretty rotten with the, with the news breaking today. Pretty heartbreaking. The Prem was meant to have fans back by October, ideally. A couple thousand. The Bundesliga in Germany's now had a couple, a couple fans back, hasn't it? Isn't it Belgium yeah, so. as well where it's like back as well? I swear they've had a few thousand as well. Yeah, case. I think so. Brighton then, obviously had the pre-season against Chelsea. They had, I think it was like 2,500 or something off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Which is quite interesting, actually, that they did that. Yeah, it is quite cool. There was all, all kinds of plans being put in place. A few rugby games had two, 3,000 people there. And all of that now has been put on hold, which is pretty damn shit. I think, given the stats or whatever, it was probably bound to happen, though, the fact that they're risking. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like there's... Yeah, we definitely weren't expecting it to happen. No, I wasn't yeah. expecting fans back in stadiums for, for a good long while, I don't think. And like as much as having no. 2,000 fans back is something and nice, I feel like <clears> the ultimate goal to get everyone back in is what we need to be doing. And that wasn't going to happen for a while. But it is, it is a bit rubbish. Everything behind closed doors again. Better get used to those Sky Sports weird crowd noises again. Do you know, I actually, um, in terms of the football... Yeah. I'm actually really quite enjoying watching the non-crowd sound one. I do actually, really? I've gotten Why? quite into listening to the players and all of that shouting, because I'm pretty sure they've I made the mics eerie. better. They've added more mics, Nice. I'm pretty sure, around the pitch, Might and they're more it. sensitive. And you can hear the managers a lot more. I think now everyone's getting used to it a lot more, that there's a lot more shouting and whatnot. I think it is quite, uh, I've gotten more into listening to that one. I don't know, it's quite good that you can hear the two centre-back pairings just barking everyone around. Yeah. The other, but then exactly. at the same time, I do prefer a little bit of noise. The other thing on crowd, the other thing on crowd noise I've been hearing is uh, in the NFL in the states they basically their like crowd noise that they pump into the actual stadium while the teams are playing goes up to seventy decibels, which is obviously pretty loud. But it, apparently, usually stadiums get up to like one hundred and twenty decibels, and they reckon it's actually like obviously I think having that much sound and that okay. much difference in sound being pumped in would probably affect your performance to an extent. Um, yeah, I think so. was, uh, they must have to shout orders so it's, much. It's, like, imagine that. Uh, it's honestly they're like barking. Sixty thousand people in a st- stadium, and you've literally got to shout maybe ten meters left or right. All the coaches are, mi- are mic'd mm. up, and, and then the... no, but I'm talking about like the quarterback, like screaming plays. Like, the yeah, that's true. To switch the play. Yeah, that's quite a way to shout. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of noise you've got to be making at that <laughs> stage. Got <laughs> to be screaming. Yeah, really but no, they were, they were talking about it in context of uh, the. The Patriots obviously got beat on the. They needed one yard. They had a one yard run to make it to to come Man back from stopped. from twelve points down against the Seahawks, and he got stopped pretty comprehensively, just crunched. Cam didn't do it. Um, but that was a seriously Goodbye. good game. Also, the other thing I was going to say, the other thing I was going to say as well, Matt, you probably like this, is that the basketball legend Michael Jordan 
Did you see the the news that he's announced a NASCAR um, team. Daytona 500 winner? Yeah, NASCAR team. And with Bubba Wallace as their driver. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that looks pretty big. I mean, I, I thought that's quite cool. I feel like it's a good thing to do in a sport that's incredibly white and incredibly confederate. Um, I think it's pretty yeah. necessary for them to have. I like Bubba Wallace is the only black driver, and there was obviously the horrible reports at the start of when the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening. He was speaking out. There was a, a noose was left oh, in his garage. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and it's a pretty generally not the most liberal sport. It's probably fair to say NASCAR. No, not I, don't know I thought it was. I thought it was nice that the um, that the whole team's going to centre around giving like. Uh, minorities like an opportunity yeah I whether like... that's like engineers all the way through it was like yeah absolutely quite refreshing and as you said like a sport that's just totally dominated by white people absolutely yeah hopefully something similar can happen in f1 i guess it's, again, yeah, it's, not, yeah, a sport. it's not a sport exactly re- is fully representative of the diversity that it should be i don't think second and eight and carson into the slot stays in the block Wilson, it as he throws deep downfield, it's going to be caught by Metcalf for the touchdown. And he beats the defensive player of the year as well. Right, and then the big dog, the big fella, whacks it miles, Deshaun Boo. I can't win believe a this. Chicken dinner. I can't believe he's picked up. Um, I listened to a couple of podcasts in the build-up to the, to the Open, and they basically, and they were... Pro golfers. One of them was Mark Hubbard, and I, the other one, who was on a podcast, I can't even remember his name. He wasn't a particularly high-ranking player, but he was someone that was playing on the tour. He wasn't actually at the Open, whereas Mark Hubbard was playing at winged foot and basically said, "Oh, it's not a course that someone like Bryson's going to enjoy," and was basically laughing at the prospect of Bryson winning it. Um, basically saying, "There's just no way. Like, you can't just like smash your drive down there and hope for the best the way he does and win on this course." And then he basically just, yeah. at, what was it, six shots in the end? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Sunday. Well, he was the only the person the on the last day that shot under par out of 64 players. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Well, going. he was the only player overall that went under, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah. Wolf went but that's even like over the four like, even the lo- like, But most people shot under par on one or two days. But the last final day, he was the only player and he shot two under that's a- on the last day that out of 64 quality. players, which is crazy. His balls must be as big as his arms. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, he's mate. planning on to put on Jesus some more God. beef as well. Apparently, he's trying to put on some more beef. Really? His coach has said he's just going to keep yeah. it. How he's been piling so it on. Mu- there's so much like rumors around, and like not rumors, but obviously that like, speculation from players and like officials that are, like really unhappy with the way that he played, saying that he like that something needs to be done because he's just apparently shown like a loophole within golf. I don't know. If, but I never. Think I don't really think that is like, mate. Like at the end of the day, he literally worked so hard to put on that muscle, as well as obviously a bit of fat as well. Yeah. Um. But he's literally tailored it. Like he's literally worked golf backwards and found yeah. out exactly what he needs it's to smart. do. He's thought out of the box. And he read that. He read. He read the smart. book. I can't remember what the name of the book is, but he read a like a book from the 1970s that that says uh, that it's about the swing plane, the plane of your swing. And it's apparently the most controversial book in golf. I can't imagine there are that many controversial golf books just because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but apparently, he read that book and he decided that he agreed with the guy that said you should change the plane of your swing so it's more angular, if that makes sense. And that's why his club shot. And obviously, he's got the club shafts that are all the same length. Um, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't. He think... does some pretty. He does some pretty weird stuff though, as well. Like if you ever watch him on the driving range. That before. Did you see the Saturday range, night? Did you see? He him? like sp- he he sprays the golf ball like with water to replicate like when it's like dewy and yeah. things like that like it's mental the stuff he gets the detail like, he goes into did you see the clips of him on Saturday night obviously when he going in with a bit of a with a real chance to win on the Sunday obviously and uh, he was basically out on the range basically in the pitch black just with his team holding lights up for him still practicing his swing 
So people that are like, oh, he's making a mockery of the game. It's like, well, he's working just as hard, if not harder, than pretty much anyone, in fact. So yeah. if that if that's what's like finding that, a loophole there's is, there's that story as well. Like John Daly always tells a story about like when he won, I think it was the PGA Championship. He won that, and he was in the bar with like all of the other players, like celebrating their top twenties. Mm. And apparently, Tiger was like quite a young lad then. Came along, and apparently, Tiger like straight away, like they were like, "Oh, like come into the bar, like have a drink with us." And it was like eleven o'clock at night, and he was like going to the gym, mate, to do some deadlifts. It's a different breed, different John, breed. John, John, John Daly was John Daly was probably had about twenty pints, gambled <laughs> like half a million, and had like. Six sixty cigarettes. Yeah, um, different breed. Um, but yeah, so Bryson DeChambeau, uh, first player to uh, win the U.S. Open with the least fairways hit. He hit twenty three fairways. That is honestly, the, the fairways there were ridiculously narrow. They as were it was. so like, narrow. It was mental. Some of the and the rough was just outrageous. The rough was so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It thick yeah. as bunk. I that thought was it was quite thick. refreshing though to see like. Good players go like eight or nine. Well, I think over. golf is much more. Yeah. In- I think golf is much more interesting when they're not going like six under, seven under in a round. I think it's so much better when they're playing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, when they're playing on. I did kind of like really that. Them like that. I definitely think it makes a big difference. Also, from yeah, so if the, the PGA are listening, can you yeah. just... <laughs> can you sort that out? And if you're not, you should be. Yeah. How how over do you reckon we go? On winged foot. Oh. At winged foot. At, le- at least at least quadruple what they did. On winged foot, I'd go. So over, I, it's mental. I honestly reckon we'd probably quadruple all their scores. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Well, I think I'd, I'd like to six part every green. Did you see? Um, by the way, did you see Kevin Lee's putting? I think it's called Kevin Lee. Uh, Danny Lee. Danny Lee. Sorry, yeah, Danny Lee. Yeah, Danny, Danny Lee's Lee. putting where he missed. He missed a four footer, which turned into a six footer, which he missed. And then he missed the back, yeah. the backwards going that six footer back, and then he missed another five footer, and then he missed a four footer, I think. And ended up. Something. You know, the next day he, he declared that he uh, was injured. He was like, "Fuck this!" I'm out. <laughs> he just lost his head completely. That, yeah. The clip of that. I'm not surprised. We'll try and find mate. the clip and share it on on our socials. That is honestly that's if anything I can ever sort of really like empathise with from a from a professional sporting standpoint. That is a, that's a crumbling that you just don't see very often. That was mental. That was unbelievable. Well, what he was doing. I think everyone has. Um, yeah, but yeah, okay. I suppose next on the big golf next big golf tour, we've got the Masters on the 12th of November. So we've got what a month and a half building up to that, and that's obviously going to be a seriously good affair. Everyone loves the Masters. But it'll be weird seeing Augusta in the autumn, or the fall, the fall, as they'll yeah, say. Yeah, no, it will be to be fair. Um, it will be. But the fall, the fall, the fall. We go over to the tee at one. Look where he is aimed. This. I've never seen anybody aim that far to the right. Wow. They sure do, and I don't know if I've ever seen a drive. Would you rather do this thing or that thing? Would you rather never watch sport again or not smell again? And I'll just set out some guidelines with the never watching sport again. If there's sport on and you go to like a mate's house or to the pub, you can't hear or see the screen. It's just blank. It's if you look blank. at the screen, it's just what, a blank screen. What about your it's friends? Like, can they be like, oh, so-and-so scored? Or anytime sport's mentioned... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can still talk about it. They can still talk about it. Oh. So but, you're, still, you're still aware of sport? Yeah, yeah, but you don't get access to BBC Sport or anything. Right. You just all you, all you get is your mates talk about it a bit. You can follow pages on Instagram, but you can't watch highlights and stuff on, that, online. That's your morning ritual gone, though, isn't it? Wake exactly. up, check BBC Sport. Exactly. Um, or not smell ever again. So, I've got well, I've got some first-hand experience of the not smelling again. 
having, having having had the COVID boy, having had COVID. Um, and to be honest, it's not that bad. I was about to say, how much do you actually smell? I never really smell. You smell well. You smell a lot. More. <laughs> you ne- I never really smell anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, but like you know, I never get like a no, bowl you of do. food. Like all oh, that do. You notice. Nice. You trust you me. Get it in you your do. mouth. Of course you do. Mouth. Every time you walk into a kitchen, you notice. You know, you notice you don't smell anything. Yeah, but like walking to lock. But taste is much more important than smell. Like it's like when you start like. You can still yeah, taste well, your food. Hold right? on, we're not on about taste. Yeah, yeah. I feel can. like smell you could live without, though. I think because you're not. Yeah, but like, imagine, I mean, like, like, imagine like going into a room petrol. and like you're next to some sweaty bloke in the gym. You think, oh god, he smells like shit. You won't have that problem anymore. Yeah, there are some fine. advantages to not having smell. Yeah, exactly. Can't smell your own shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably <laughs> um, a benefit. That is benefit. That is true, but yeah, like I don't know. Never watching I sport like... again, though. You'll never be able to watch like. All your mates go to the World Cup, watch it away from home, and you're just Can you just go sad. to live fixtures? No. Well, you'd just see an empty stadium, an wouldn't you? That's interesting one. You'd hit, but would you hear the... Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Would you hear the, would you hear the crowds and stuff? Yeah, I reckon... Because I'd go for the atmosphere. I reckon you're I just reckon banned. I reckon you can't. I reckon you're just banned. You're not allowed outside. Yeah, you can go, but you've got to stand the other way the whole game. That is, that is going to watch test cricket going to watch test cricket for a day but going to watch test cricket for a day it would be abs- like you don't need the cricket there to be jokes yeah, you just need the general true. mumble like if I can still go to all of those things if, if my mates are going yeah, but all, your mates, all your mates are sat down mate you're stood up facing the next one the other way <laughs> I'm Why sat in the bar mate not even half paying attention hours. I'm sat in the yeah. bar not even half paying attention but I'm not worried about that um to be honest, yeah, for me, this is a bit can... of a this is a no brainer for me. I'd rather I'd rather not smell again, so I can mm. still watch sport. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna join you on that. But you don't I think we'd probably be doing ourselves a dis dishonor if we all said the other one. If we all said we'd rather never watch sport again. So, but then what about I mean, we'll... like imagine not we... smelling anything ever again though? That would be quite weird. I mean, it would be sad. Like you'd, I'd, 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 I mean, Great I'd like smell. to do both. I'd like to do both of those things. But like, that's what's your favourite smell in the world? What is your two's favourite smell in the world? Uh, I go petrol, and then I'd go mm. when you walk into a oh, supermarket weird. and they do freshly baked bread and they like pump it oh, through. Oh mate, that is good. That is, I'll do that bakery is really over a supermarket. Hundred percent a bakery over a supermarket. You get all sorts from bakery. Ooh. Yeah, all right, mate. Do you know the muffin man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, favorites. I don't know if I have a particularly like favorite. My girlfriend. <laughs> My girlfriend's perfume. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'd say garlic probably. Quite like the smell of garlic. Yeah, garlic's yeah. nice. Good smell. When it's been cooked, not like garlicky point. breath, but like when it's being cooked, you walk into a room and something garlicky is being made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah secondhand garlic. I don't want food. secondhand garlic breath. No, that's not for me. That's not what I want as part of my favorite smell. Yeah. Right. So we're all going wood rot sport again. Oh uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still allowed no, to watch smell. sport and I can't smell anything. I can't smell anything anyway, so it doesn't change my life at all. <laughs> right, sorted. Harrington talking to Pierce. And Joe DeRosa telling him to shut up. Pierce buries it. Ah, it's time for the village viewpoint. And we're back with some uh, some listener listener send-ins for the village viewpoints. Uh, Jamie from Dorking, 23 years of age. Um, 
he's sent this story in about uh, playing under eleven club level football. Uh, he was playing against their against their league rivals, first against second place, um, and the referee was one of his teammates' fathers. Um, and the uh, well, Jamie had the ball in the opposition box. Apparently, last few minutes of the game, um, and he's dived, clearly dived to win a penalty, knowing that the ref was one of his <laughs> mates' dads. Um, They've scored the penalty, 2-1, final score. One of the opposition parents has absolutely lost his head, apparently. Uh, stormed onto the pitch and started pushing and shoving the referee. Um, but yeah, they, they, they won the game 2-1. Um, and I, I think the kids had to break up the fight, apparently. So having their own kids <laughs> breaking up a fight between a referee and a parent, which is, is pretty spectacular at under 11 level. Good. I think my last memory of playing club football was at about under 12 and it was a very similar story where my coach was mouthing off quite quite vibrantly, let's say, <laughs> towards some of the op- opposition team's parents who were shouting all kinds of abuse from the side. And yeah, fisticuffs. Got, came Ooh. in some serious fisticuffs. Bit of a scrap went down. Two grown men wrestling on the floor. Um, <laughs> and well, literally we were all just laughing. The that entire team was just like, this is unbelievable. And resulted in Fair my coach being point. banned from the ground. <laughs> so good. Oh I love it the fact Jamie automatically just admitted that he dived. Just yeah, of, yeah right. I'm going down. I'm also, going who, are, who who at eleven has the wherewithal to be diving? Who's yeah. doing that at eleven? That's that's his dad's clearly high level stuff. Yeah. Criminal mastermind. Listen here. It is quite yeah. a funny one with I don't know watching your kids play sport. I know obviously none of us have experience doing it, but I'm going to get proper stuck in. I know that. Just the thing like, is, there's a level. I don't think you want to get too yeah. stuck in. I feel like there's, no, a, there's, no, a, there's a line. You want to obviously yeah. be as supportive six, as possible. Under 16, under 18, you can get stuck in, I think. But under 11s, I mean, you just got to surely just stick on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, as in, I don't mean I'm going to be swearing at anyone, but I mean, like, I'm going to be cheering, like, come on, go on, fucking go come on, on son. son. When he has the ball or whatever. Him, double foot him, break his leg. You still don't want to be the dad that's sprinting on with the water bottles. Yeah. Coming no. on and trying to give like a motivational team talk when oh, your actual coach is just there being like, "Can you?" All three of us, we were yeah. that. Yeah. That was, we that gonna, we're not going to name names, but there was someone that did there that. There was a certain dad that thought he was part of, part of the coaching setup. We coaching like, setup. Fuck off, water fuck boy. Off. Get on the side. I think I've got quite a funny one. So there's a we were playing at New Year's Day out in Spain on New Year's Day, um, obviously following the partying and stuff. Uh, quite often, mum and dad would hold a bit of a party at ours in Spain. Um, what it turned into was a father-son football match on the AstroTurf that you boys have played <laughs> on out there, um, which obviously it's only about like, 18, 20 degrees, nothing too hot. And all the dads were like properly up for it. Like Sons were varying from like the ages of 8 through to 18. Um, yeah. And there was a chap called Peter who his son wasn't playing. But he hadn't played in, I think it was like 15 years. It was like something a really <laughs> long time since he played football. And he said he used to be like a really good goalie back in the day, like huge Chelsea fan. Was like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm really good. Like, stick me between the sticks, give me the gloves. I'll be good. And I always remember so well that um, he like dived to his right. And the first dive, mate, he just popped his shoulder straight <laughs> out. <laughs> Literally 15 years at the game. And the best bit was, was he was going, ah, oh, ah, oh, I mean, it was literally minute one. He was like rolling. <laughs> His wife's a physiotherapist. So drove up in the car because my, my dad had no to call way. my mum and be like, you've got to send Julie to come pick him up. 
Literally, it was the funniest thing. Her driving up to him and literally flung the door open. Wait, who oh the fuck God. do you think you are? How old are you? How old are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you bloody know you should be playing anymore. And he was just there, like, with his arm just wrapped in, in his T-shirt. Oh, wrapped up a minute of game time. You, yeah, you fucking idiot. And just slammed the door. Got him in. <laughs> driven off. Honestly, I think it was, like, the first time I was, like, properly crying. I was like, this is gold dust. This is gold. That is so funny. Yeah, please keep sending them in uh, at the sports the sports burrito one at gmail.com uh, is our email and then DM us on Instagram, Twitter. Can you DM on TikTok? Don't think you can. Anyway. Side, he's offside, he's onside. He's onside! <laughs> You've got to be joking me. Right then. Um, the scores on the doors: Luke Rook two, Matt Foster one. Who no? Let's go. Right. So this week, said person was at no club for more than four years in their playing or managerial career. So, Rook, would you like to ask the first question? Right. Um, let me just have a think. Are they from a country in Europe? Yes, they are. Okay. Is it a footballer? Yes, he is. Is he English? Yes, he is. I think I know. I might have a big stab here in the dark. No, I want to ask a question about the clue. So, just that he was on a team. There were just four years between him being on a team. He was only no, ever he's a been team a... for four years and also yeah. managed a team for only four years. He's never been anywhere for longer yeah. than four years. I think I know. Okay. I'm going to have a real stab in the dark here. I'll be really annoyed if you just Man, don't. Just answer a question. Is it Jose Mourinho? Is it Jose Mourinho? No, Jose Mourinho is not English. Jamie no. O'Hara. Oh, fuck. Oh. No. I thought Billericay um, Town was I completely slipping forgot in. about the English thing. Yeah. So he's, um, he's never been at a club for more than four years. Is it Peter Crouch? No, he was a Stoke. He's not nope. a manager. Not a manager either. I didn't even... When did that get asked? I'm going to go... Mate, where have you been? When did you say the manager Tony Pulis? At the very start, I said it. No, it's no. Not you said, uh, when you said when you said player or manager, I thought you meant it could either be a player or a manager, not someone that had been both. If that makes sense. All right. Well, if you don't snooze, get all smart with not, him. Just answer the bloody question. It's not getting smart. It's just, it's, a shit, it's just it's a shit clue. Uh, is he has he managed in the Premier League? Yes. Is he over the age of sixty? Yes. No. No. Well, that means he's just under. Is it Alan Pardew? Oh, hey! Pardew, 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 Pardew has been a manager at eight clubs. Uh, he also played at five senior clubs and he was never at any of those, be it playing or managing for more than four years. He's not. Um, even... But he also went straight from playing to managing. So he played for Reading between '97 and '98. Then was a caretaker manager in '98. I think he played. I think he. I think he player managed. 
Ooh, genius. Ooh. Um, Good player manager. He also, his, his career... managed in 99. Sorry, his career with Newcastle as a manager, His sorry, his contract has only just finished Yeah, early this year. Because remember, he signed that <laughs> ludicrous contract after the year they nearly got Champions League. And that, yeah. only, that I think it was a seven or eight year deal or something, and it only finished at the start of 2020, so... There's a really good book that I can't really remember what what it was called, but I know it was about a pa- I think it was about Pardew and Palace, like Pardew's playing career, and apparently it's really good. He was a big um, part of their team that went to the FA Cup a, semi-final. FA Cup final. He made 128 appearances for Palace and scored eight goals. I can't tell you any more than that. I think he might have scored a um, winner in an FA Cup semi-final. And it also makes me laugh that when they played United, when he was managing Palace in the FA Cup dance, final, and he did the little yeah. dance after they scored. I, I'm not going to lie, I absolutely despise. I despise Alan Pardew. I always despised him while he was manager what, as well. What has he ever I don't done even to know you? why. You're I, an angry man. The little dance was one thing he did to me. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm not even a United fan. I just found that like the problem for me easy. is that it looked it was a gimpy and b something that he'd clearly practiced in front of the mirror. Well, that's something that he spent oh, time like curating. He'd, he'd planned. He'd gone. He'd gone into this game. If we score and we go one up, I'm going to do, do, do the dance. I'm going to look sick. I'm going to do the dance. I'm giving it the shimmy. <laughs> I'm look sick. I think that. I think that. So when I say I've always despised Alan Pardew, I think I'd, I wasn't a big fan of him before, and then that happened, and then I really despised him. I think that's probably the fair way to and put then it. You're like, I've had enough. I've had enough of a his man shenanigans. Who hates happiness? <laughs> um, it's not happy. It's fake happiness. A man who hates fake happiness. Thanks once again for listening. Um, we're having some pretty exciting things. Matt started a journalism course, which will be exciting. So look out for some of Matt's uh, yeah. sporting goods yeah, coming along the way. Hopefully, I'll be meeting some some big sportsmen and women to come onto the podcast. Big. That's a complete that's a complete gamble. I don't know if any of that will happen, but I hope so. Yeah. That's just that's yeah. why I'm doing it. So. Hang around, hang around <laughs> outside football stadiums. Um... I don't know how I'll link any of that together, but that's what we're hoping to happen. We'll get to yeah. Matt. Matt's going to do transfer, transfer deadline day, mate. Having a dildo shoved in his ear. <laughs> that yeah. was the goat moment on Sky Sports. That was a good TV moment. That, that really was. was. Brilliant TV great. moment too. Yeah, so do look out for that. Other than that, you know, keep following us on social media. We'll have some exciting posts coming up. Yeah, uh, the Fancy Football was... League. Uh, it hotted up a bit this week, and we've got. Actually, we. I was going to say this for social media. But you know what? I'm going to announce this right now. We've got Mike a prize God. for you, ladies and gentlemen. So in October of 2020, of this year, the person who scores the most points in the entire month of October is going to win. Da, da, da. Da. Uh, a Wayne Rooney England shirt from the year 2006. Rooney! 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 Rooney. 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 It's a red kit. I'll, we'll post some photos of it on our social media. Um, it's an absolute beauty. Thanks to, thanks to our, our resident kit supplier for giving us the goods for this one. We've also got uh, some good merch being produced, some Sports Burrito merchandise that will come with your Rooney shirt when you win. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah, work extra hard on your fantasy team in October if you're in the league. And if you're not in the league yet already, get, yourself get yourselves in. in. It doesn't matter. You, you might not be able to win the overall me. title, but you can still win the October league, the October month. So There will prizes be prizes for, for the top scorer each you month. You cannot so. lose. Yeah, every month exactly. basically there's going to be prizes for whoever scores the most points. But October is a particularly special one, so... Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Well, anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Um, Catch up with us next week. And from me and the boys, it's over now. Bye-bye. Rito. 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 Rito.
season two.